0: Welcome back to Friend Crush. I'm your host, Amber Akiller. This is my podcast where I talk about stuff and things, cute, chaotic, and critical thinking. You can follow me on all the things at Amber Akiller TikTok, Spotify, SoundCloud, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, etc., etc. And the main page for this podcast is at friend.crush on Instagram. Follow for updates. And the website for the podcast um, is friendcrush.club, TBC, when it will go live and when merch will be available. I'm sorry, I just don't know when I'm going to be able to do everything, but we're getting there. And thank you so much for your support throughout the season. I really appreciate it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to finish the season and then I'm going to like back promo it because it's very difficult for me to... like make the season and promote the season and then also like make sure I'm like doing all the other things that I'm meant to be doing now but I'm gonna make it work I'm determined so yeah thank you so much for tuning in thank you for your support thank you to anyone that has been subscribing to the voice memo episodes they are exclusive a little more unhinged a little more chaotic a little more raw just off the cuff thoughts that I have um and yeah I've gotten positive feedback on those episodes too so thank you to my subscribers and you can also subscribe with the link in the description. I hope everyone is doing well. I am doing well and a little bit tired today. I've just like not really been able to get my sleeping schedule in order because I feel like now that it's been over a year since I've been back in Shanghai and I guess maybe like over six months since China sort of opened its borders, Shanghai opened its borders. Now there's like a lot of movement of people throughout the city. So there's like visitors all the time, international acts playing all the time, people to host, people to see, places to go, things to do. And it's feeling very like pre-COVID era now. Like the other weekend, I was thinking I was just gonna chill at home because I didn't have any gigs that week and every other weekend for this month, I've had gigs, or I have gigs coming up. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna relax. And then like two people from overseas came through. I was like partying with them, looking after them, went to bed after 6 a.m. Friday and Saturday. And then the weekend after that, the weekend has just been another visitor, Taking them around, making sure they're being looked after, going to the clubs, showing in the clubs, blah, 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 bedtime, 6am, even this Saturday that I didn't go out. I was up until six watching TikToks because I was like, oh my God, I haven't watched any content in so long. And I also couldn't fall asleep. (sighs) Okay. And now today's Monday and it's like 7pm. I'm literally so sleepy. So I'm recording this episode and then I'm going to do some admin and then I'm going to try to go to bed before midnight. That's the goal. Anyway, but I'm doing well and I hope you're doing well. And today's episode is about self-deprecation and negative self-talk. This is like something that I've been dealing with my whole life and I think only in the last few years have I actually made tangible progress on it. And I'm not saying that I'm like cured from self deprecation or negative self talk but i definitely feel like i've made a lot of progress and i have a much better handle on these things i think like i probably started posting about like no negative self talk 20 2017 2018 like every year i would try to do this and i think only after 2020 did i actually make progress in this area because I forced myself to be as consistent as possible and like to push through even when I felt like so cringe and so like it felt so pointless to try to like positively affirm myself and that's how it feels when you first start trying to deal with negative self-talk and self-deprecation you're so deeply rooted in this habit of not being kind to yourself and just expecting the worst or trying to like cut yourself down in order to make other people feel better or letting other people cut you down to make themselves feel better or trying to beat people to a punchline. you're so deeply ingrained in this habit that when you start trying to be like i am enough or like i am worthy or i'm hot and having fun you literally feel insane you're like why the fuck am i doing this and i'm just here to encourage you and remind you that that's okay and that's totally natural and if you are consistent if you keep pushing through you will come out the other end and eventually you will see positive changes in your life and you'll notice that your mindset has like almost permanently shifted into a new space and going back to that negative self-talk going back to that constant self-deprecation is very difficult very uncomfortable and you will pick up on it in other people so quickly, so much sooner, you'll, you will have like a physical reaction to it, like ugh, like cringe. And it'll be very difficult for you to connect with people that were, are like in the space that you've now left. And that's also like a really big thing that you need to deal with and something that kind of takes you by surprise. And I've talked about this before when you start making progress in your own life, becoming more confident and you kind of maybe assume like the people around you you'll be elevating together, but that's not always the case. You know, everybody is on their own journey at their own pace. And unfortunately you can't save everyone and not everybody is on the same path as you at the same pace as you. And sometimes moving forward means letting go of people or situations that are just not in line with the direction that you're going. And I think sometimes when people say like, oh, it doesn't serve me anymore. It doesn't serve me. It's kind of like... I don't know, to me, that sounds like a little bit entitled or a little bit like self-selfish almost or like solipsistic to be like, things have to serve me. Like, but I think it's just about compatibility and alignment. Whatever you have to contribute at the moment is not compatible with what that person wants or needs or is currently like suited for. And that's difficult when you care about someone like your attachment, you think your attachment will override that incompatibility but it's very difficult because i think that ultimately like creating a healthy connection and love as a verb separate to love as like a romantic feeling or experience is about your compatibility or at least the mutual effort and desire to meet in the middle and sometimes when you're doing better and you've moved out of a negative space or a self-deprecating place and people around you aren't taking those steps, or aren't growing in that way too, you will start to notice incompatibilities, or incompatibilities will come to the surface, and just trying to like be patient with yourself, be patient with others, don't take it personally, don't Feel like it's your responsibility to fix them. Like I wasted so much time and energy feeling like I had to scoop people out of their darkness or out of their depression. And then when I really thought about it, I was like, well, I only got out of this because of my efforts towards myself to get out of this and my determination to get out of it. And other people might look at it and think it was so easy for me. Other people might recognize that it was extremely difficult, but everything is relative. You know, like I know how hard I had to work. I know how difficult it was for me. And I like practice gratitude around the fact that I managed to make any progress at all. And, you know, I'm grateful for the people that were able to support me or didn't sort of like feel threatened or didn't feel the need to abandon me in that process. And I can't guarantee that that's going to be the same for everybody else you know and because you recognize and you practice gratitude for the effort and the action that you yourself took to scoop yourself out of that dark place then you will realize that you can't do that for anybody else nobody else could have done that for you it wouldn't have mattered how many people complimented you how many people showered you with positive affirmations if you were internally rejecting them with negative self-talk, with self-deprecation and not also internalizing that kind of language towards yourself, then it doesn't matter what other people are doing and it doesn't matter what you're doing for somebody who is not willing to do that for themselves, right? So (laughs) self-deprecation and negative self-talk coming out of that is kind of like similar to The way that you go from self-loathing or like hating your body to being able to love yourself, you know, it's like you, you don't just make that change overnight. That's kind of like, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with wanting to have a positive outlook on life and like looking for the silver lining or trying to find or make the best out of every situation. But I think that toxic positivity is when instead of acknowledging that there is a process from like self-loathing or self-deprecation, it's a spectrum, okay? It's not, you go from self-loathing to self-love, it's you go from self-loathing to slightly less self-loathing to slightly less self-loathing to maybe a neutral place, a place of acceptance. And then on top of that, you start building, okay, now you have self-acceptance with like self-approval and then self-acceptance with um, self-like and then self-acceptance with, authenticity and then self-acceptance with self-love and you might slide along this scale in this spectrum at different stages of your life and having an awareness of that spectrum being able to expand your awareness of the spectrum from just negative self-talk and a negative place and expanding it out to acceptance and then expanding it out to love then you'll be able to make more intentional decisions when you realize that you've moved in a direction that you weren't prepared for, or you've moved in a direction that's undesirable, or you're trying to move in a direction that is desirable, or you're trying to live in the moment and celebrate that you're in the place that you've been working hard to get to, you know? So I think that that's what toxic positivity ultimately is. It's the idea that like, okay, something's fucked up and I just have to be positive about it. You don't have to just automatically find the good in everything. You can feel shit and you can let yourself feel shit. And slowly, like being patient with yourself and recognizing, okay, you know what? I feel a little less shit today and I'm grateful for this thing. And then you feel a little less shit and a little more grateful for other things. And then slowly, slowly, you can get yourself out of it. And that's kind of like dealing with negative self-talk. You start off recognizing how negatively you speak to yourself, write out on a piece of paper all of the awful things that you think about yourself, all of the things that you've that you you've internalized that other people have said about you or said to you and like the different things that you're afraid of, the different things that give you anxiety, the different things that you dislike about yourself or others or whatever. And then write a like self-affirming, self, um, yeah, self-affirming page. That's like how you want to be. So it might be like, I'm in alignment. I am living authentically, I am confident in who I am, I, I am like whole, I'm perfect. This isn't about like becoming DeLulu and um, like egotistical but you can come from a place of self-love that doesn't require you to assert dominance over other people. It's like a comfort within yourself versus this... Um, desire to be like the loudest person in the room. I've mentioned that in previous episodes before. Like confidence isn't being the loudest person in the room. I think it's just being comfortable in any room or being able to make yourself comfortable in any room or at least just pretend that you're comfortable in any room. And it's not going to be a 100% success rate because it takes time to move out of your comfort zone. But I think that's the goal, like versus, okay, I have to command every room I walk into It's just like, I'm in this room and I feel okay being me and any anxiety that I have around that, I am aware enough to manage it rather than allow it to control me, you know, and that takes practice too, but write a page of like self-affirmations and you can look up online. There's like a lot of YouTube um, videos and like different articles about how you can like rewire your brain with different sorts of affirmations and repeat that process so you might start off with thought dumping all the negative stuff and then rewriting so so it's like you take out all the trash and then you install the new furniture and that's writing positive affirmations to yourself and because I was trying to describe this to a friend and she was like well I'm worried that I'll look back on the things that I wrote that I wanted for myself. And I'll compare like where I'm at and feel bad about all the things I didn't achieve. And I was like, okay, but that is still better than just thinking negatively. Okay. And you can recognize that that's the thought process that you're having and give yourself a little pep talk and remind yourself that you're making progress. Look for the areas in your life where you're making progress. Like one of the things that I really want to get better at is Mandarin And I eventually want to be able to get to like a fluent level, but I'm not close to that at all. But I always write that I'm fluent in Mandarin. And at first I felt insane for the longest time I was writing it. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? This is like, are you even making progress, Amber? Like what's going on? But then recently my Mandarin has improved so much after a year of being back there are characters that I can recognize that I couldn't recognize before when I'm going around the city, I can read more signs than I could. When I first got here, I'm able to communicate with clients in Mandarin, not perfect Mandarin, but at least I'm, you know, getting the job done and making money. So I think that, because I kept affirming myself like I'm fluent in Mandarin rather than always allowing myself to just say that my Mandarin sucks, I'm not going to improve, I suck, blah, blah, blah. And I still am self-deprecating in that way because I recognize I have a long way to go. But at least a part of me has spent time to be like, I'm fluent in Mandarin. And I think that's made a huge difference because before I was always so down about the fact that my Mandarin sucked and I was always like making fun of myself for it. I would let other people make fun of myself for it. But now I give myself so much more grace and that allows me to be more determined and intentional in improving that area of my life. And I find that with everything that I have written down for the things that I want to work towards or the things that I want to be, even though like i recognize recognized that it's not about an overnight shift, like you write it down and then suddenly tomorrow you're confident, but You write it down and you have it in your subconscious and then slowly you will start to notice opportunities where you are able to work on that thing or you will kind of like be prompted or like have ideas um, where you take action and then those things slowly start to come into fruition. And I've had so many full circle moments since I've been back and I think a lot of that has been because even if something hasn't gone the way that I intended, Rather than letting myself get into a negative spiral and being like, you're an idiot. This is so dumb. Why are you even trying? Blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, okay, I'm uncomfortable. I'm disappointed, but it's okay. Just keep it moving. Okay. Another opportunity will come along and it will be better than the one that um, has just passed you by, you know? And that's been so true. Like things that I first came back, like I had offers, to do certain jobs when I first came back that were like dream jobs in a way or like for dream clients and because when I first came back my portfolio wasn't nearly as dense as it is now as a result of like being in Perth for two years over the pandemic um, I didn't get some of those jobs and it was disappointing but I was just like well I have no choice but to just keep going and to keep like adjusting and experimenting and taking different opportunities and being open to different people and open to different experiences. And then eventually, like I was able to land jobs with those clients in ways that I never could have predicted at like a year prior, or I've been introduced to people that I've really admired or looked up to um, without needing someone to like pity, (laughs) pity introduce me or without feeling like, I'm yeah with like with it feeling very natural you know and like mutual so I think that um, it does require patience and practice of grounding exercises and as I've gotten busier um, in the last few months it's been difficult for me to maintain like a solid routine but just little things like trying to do a meditation every morning journaling as many days of the week as I can. And, you know, trying to go to yoga every now and then, doing pole, going for little walks in the morning and trying to manage my social media um, usage and like the times of day that I go on social media. Those are all little things that have helped to keep me grounded or to pull me back to earth when I start feeling like I'm about to float away. Um, and I have other podcast episodes on like grounding exercises, et cetera. And I'll talk about them a bit more as I develop like a new routine or whatever. But I think it's really important to keep going. Don't give up. Okay. Never back down. Never give up. That's an additional saying we're adding to the podcast. cute, chaotic and critical thinking. Hot and having fun. You're not born to be ugly. Never back down. Never give up. Because I'm going to do another episode on this later in the season, but consistency is key. Like I never really understood this before, but recently it's like become so much more crystallized to me. Like I understood on some level that like the reason why I still get to DJ and I get to do like bigger projects is because I've just kept going, but also because I've just been determined to keep doing it. Like And this is just like the path that I'm on. Other people that I started DJing with, it was maybe not their path to keep doing it for the same amount of time as me. and because I've been as consistent as I can, that has facilitated certain opportunities for me that other people either are not on the same path for or are not yet ready for. And I think that's the same with undoing negative self-talk and self-deprecation. It's like, you have to be determined. You can't just assume that it's like, okay, I'm gonna do this for a day, I'm gonna do this for a week, and then I'm gonna be cured of negative self-talk. If you have lived this long with that habit, it's gonna take you a while to undo it. And it's not gonna take you the same amount of time that you've been alive. Like you've been alive 22 years, it's gonna take you 22 years to undo negative self-talk. Like you can start to unpack it within a year and then like second year, you'll feel so much lighter. And the third year, it'll be like a thing of the past. It'll really turn you off when you meet people that do not speak highly of themselves or allow themselves to put themselves down for no reason you know like it's so obvious to me when I'm having a conversation with someone and they're just like being unnecessarily mean to themselves and I'm trying to be like what are you talking about like you are so pretty or like what are you talking about you are so hardworking or you are so talented and I think it's I think one of the things about um, releasing negative self-talk in yourself as well is facilitating, not, not validating in other people the same way that like being confident also requires you to celebrate other people's confidence. Like undoing negative self-talk means that you become aware of your own and you become aware of others and you don't allow, you don't like feed into their negative self-narrative. And some people, can it doesn't mean that you have to like cure them of their own negative self-talk but just don't feed into it just try to be as neutral as you can if they're if they want to insist that they suck and they're not worthy you just be like it's okay like we all have that feeling you know reminding people that they're not alone and how they feel I think is really helpful in your own journey and in other people's journey too Some people are going to take more offense to the idea that the way that they think is not appropriate to the way that they want to live. And that's their, that's their battle to fight, you know? But I think that being able to, yeah, you will get to a point where you'll be so turned off by other people's negative self-talk and then you'll realize that you've made progress. And then you'll realize that maybe that's who you used to be, which is so crazy because like when you're in a negative space, you really feel like, you know, everything you because I think it comes from a place of trying to control outcomes and trying to like avoid disappointment by like preempting yourself with disappointment. Like, Oh, well I'm already ugly anyway. Oh, well I already suck anyway. So like, if this doesn't work out, then it'll make sense because I already know that I suck or whatever. So I think, um, recognizing that as well like there is actually an infinite number of possibilities and paths that you can take at any given like junction in your life and rather than only thinking about the negative things and assuming the negative negative things are going to come to fruition why not also consider that the best outcome that you can have is going to be realized or an outcome that's even better than what you can currently imagine with the information that you have is going to come to fruition and that doesn't mean that you won't have a negative experience ever again or that the worst case scenario might happen but instead of assuming that it's going to be the worst case scenario assume that things are going to go your way and if things don't go the way assume that things will go in a way that will be beneficial to whatever the next step is or just be open to you know fucking around and finding out (laughs) Like, who knows? It could be anything. And just being like that means that anything could happen. You know, try to prepare yourself as much as you can. But then you just need to, like, let go and let God or whatever people say. Like, there are so many things that are out of your control and beyond your current, like, ability to even predict So you just have to get into the habit of being able to relinquish the desire for the illusion of control okay so another really big thing for me because i think i have a very i mean i think i have a very sarcastic self-deprecating um satirical like sense of humor and i just don't think that this is something that i can change about myself like it seems pretty deeply rooted in my personality but rather than thinking like, okay, well, this is just my sense of humor. It's self-deprecating and I can't help it. I just think, okay, my ability to like satirize things and make fun of things doesn't have to be directed at myself. You know, I don't have to be constantly making like self-character assassinations, saying that I'm dumb, saying that I'm stupid, making myself feel bad. I can actually channel, I can use that framework or that, um, ability and apply it to something else. So like a very small shift has been the way that, you know, instead of posting about me being dumb, I post about like silly things that happen in my day on Instagram story. Like I kind of make fun of the situation rather than me as a person. And that kind of helps me to depersonalize a lot of my experience and to not feel like when things aren't going well, that I've like chronically failed somehow. So, um, but it also allows me to have a laugh and it also allows like that part of my brain to be exercised. And I think also like, you know, one of the reasons why I love like unhinged TikTok memes is because I feel like that's also a, that also scratches like that part of my brain. And then I'm just like not getting into a spiral of self-hatred or self-deprecation in order to serve as like a joke for someone else to laugh at, at my expense. So recognizing that you can sort of like redirect your energy or sort of like channel or re- or like um, repurpose a tool that you have at your expense so that using it doesn't harm you personally and your self-concept you can use it as like a form you can redirect things and skills that you have into forms of entertainment for yourself or others or into like creative skills like the re- the way that i was able to conceptualize this is because i watched a video um on youtube a few years ago and this woman was saying like you know people that are really good liars that's actually their creative ability and if they can learn to sort of like channel that skill and that energy into something that doesn't have harmful consequences then they can live a much better life you know like maybe someone starts out as a really good liar but it actually just makes them a really good actor instead if they rechannel, if they repurpose that skill and that's kind of similar to self negative self-talk and self-deprecation it's like your ability to satirize things and to make fun of situations to make fun of yourself you can rechannel that energy and that uh, repurpose that tool so that you're not harming yourself in the process of trying to like meet other people's needs or just to get other people to have a laugh. Does that make sense? So yeah, I don't want this episode to be too long, but those are kind of my thoughts on negative self-talk and self-deprecation. Something that I struggled with for a long time, but I think recognizing that your relationship with yourself and the language that you use in your in developing your self-concept is a spectrum. And being able to recognize that the negative things you can clear out and you can create space for more positive thoughts. And I think like starting off one to six months, being as consistent as you can at least every weekday, 10 minutes in the morning, thought dump, and then positive affirmation scripting will help a lot. And, you know, before you go to bed, just think about things that you're grateful for or have some sort of affirmation that you read or repeat before you go to bed or in the morning. And slowly, slowly, you will be able to, like, detach yourself from negative self-talk. You start off by becoming aware and then slowly you practice detaching yourself from it. So you become aware of the, of the comment. And then rather than saying it out loud, you can just like mentally be like, okay, thank you, next. <laughs> and it's not going to be like a perfect linear process, but it's definitely worth the effort, I think. Because in my own journey, I think about people that I've sort of had to leave behind. And... As much as I might miss them, or I might wish that it didn't have to be that way, I also recognize that it's impossible for us to like, ever go back to how things were because I've recognized the change in my mentality and my attitude. And whether their attitude has changed or has remained the same, it's just no longer compatible anymore. So that's like a sad part to it but at the same time I think about all the people that I've been able to connect with as a result of this change in attitude that I probably would not have been compatible with if I was still stuck in how I used to be so at the end of the day like there's more to be grateful for than to feel grief over but I guess you know humans have like a negative bias so we tend to look at the negative which is why we have issues with negative self-talk but You were given a prefrontal cortex for a reason, you know, like to develop self-awareness and to be intentional and to, you know, be hot and have fun. (laughs) So, yeah, those are my thoughts. Let me know what you thought of this episode, questions, comments, thoughts and feelings. Um, Follow me on all the things at Amber A Follow the Friend Crush meme page at friend.crush on instagram and there will be updates about merch on the instagram and then you can follow through to the website to purchase whenever that will be i'm sorry i couldn't tell you right now (laughs) but yeah stay hot and having fun drink lots of water tell your friends and family that you love them go be a better person never back down never give up i will speak to you soon love you Bye.